0: Hello and welcome back to the TFT podcast, where we are continuing our journey through uh, the world of teen-oriented pop music. Uh, with you, as always, I'm Ryan, and I'm with Matt.
1: Hey, Ryan.
0: Hey, Matt. Um, yes, yeah, so we are here. Sh-
1: Sheely, you're a ten, and I wait for your drunk skypes
0: at seven at seven thirty p.m. <laughs> um because, <laughs> and uh if you don't know what we are referring to then go ahead and pause uh your uh your podcatcher or itunes playback or or streaming or whatever you're listening to us on and uh listen to the links uh for uh the artist kitty the rapper kitty or otherwise otherwise known as kitty pride um and uh matt was uh was 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 Playing off of the um, chorus to um, her probably her signature song "Okay Cupid," but click through um, all of the links that we have in our show notes and then come back because today we're focusing on uh, on on talking about uh, Kitty, uh, who and is a three, yeah. um, sorry a a a rapper who um, I, once, I saw somewhere in an interview. That she uh, was has been described as Tumblr core, uh, and she took offense to that um, description. Um, but is a um, you know, an artist who is uh, active on social media. Um, you know, attracted attention through uh, YouTube videos, um, and is is very kind of you know active in various social media spaces, um, and has not yet. Um, and whose output is primarily um, electronically released uh, EPs and mixtapes, um, and uh, has not yet published a uh, published uh, put out a um, um, a major record. So there is so this is this kind of a very online centric um, uh, presence, and you know, in, in terms of the spectrum. That we've been looking at in terms of you know uh, very corporate uh, mass produced uh, and and very independent in DIY. This is on the extreme end of the DIY spectrum. i um, we'll jump into that um, a lot. Um, but uh, you know part of how Kitty uh, wound up on our um, on our syllabus for uh, this iteration of TFT uh, is when we were actually getting ready. Um, to uh, record our first episode of this iteration, um, uh, the, in which we discussed, uh, Lords uh, Royals, uh, Matt and I started emailing back and forth uh, YouTube clips, and one that I um, that was uh, the greatest.
1: That was the greatest email thread because it was just like it, the the spirit of it was, oh my god, did you see this? This is awesome, yeah. and then yeah. this is awesome. No, this is awesome. No, this is awesome. Yeah, yeah, and that's and so uh, and what, it gave what was the us, sequence?
0: Well, it it did give us the fuel we talked a little, bit, a little bit about that uh on uh on on that that first episode of this run that that kind of gave us the fuel to really um pick up the skype headset again and <laughs> uh and get back to work uh and and so and uh and, and take Eddie up take okay.
1: up the podcaster's burden
0: yeah exactly uh, exactly uh and and so one of the um and so Kitty Pride's okay, Cupid was one of the the links I sent to you and I I I know that you had a really strong reaction to it, um, What what jump, what was it that really Um, Struck you about this and and what did you find really kind of compelling and exciting?
1: Well, I, so a a couple, a couple things. I think it's just a good rap, you know? I mean, I think that like the, the, I've talked a lot about the garage bandization. um, I've talked disparagingly, I mean, to say about the garage bandization of, uh, of everything, of artistic uh, production. And, you know, I stand by a lot of, a lot of what I said because I really, um, I don't know. I, as uh, I'm, I'm really on the side of like skills acquisition and skill building in in uh, uh, in the arts, over and above the kind of American Idol, like anyone can do it phenomenon, right? And and not that right. like DIY bands are you know, part of that problem. But, uh, I've talked about the garage bandization, but I, but I would say that the, like the, the, the standout thing for me is the, like the cleverness of the writing and the kind of the unique voice of the, uh, of the rapping, right? Like it's, it's clear. She's like a really good lyricist. Uh, and in her rapping, she's got flow. Like there's very interesting rhythmic sense. Um, uh, even the chorus of, uh, like the chorus of okay cupid begins on the upbeat of the you know of the 8 or 16 bars or whatever of the chorus and it's it's you know it's just very it's very interesting um good to listen to but the the um the thing that that struck me about it was the the balance between i mean i guess tumblr core is one way to put it but um i was talking to a friend of mine today uh in san francisco about kitty my my uh friend is a woman who works in uh the tech space in san francisco and is part of the like the startup industrial complex uh and does you know social media stuff and um uh uh, you know, and is is, uh, is someone I actually have have uh, a very high opinion of and, and a great deal of respect for. And so was, she was talking about some of the, the, the marketing trends and some of the the discourse in that community uh, around this phenomenon. And she said um, she said there there are no there are no uh, DIY creators uh, like teenage girl fans on the internet. You know hmm. because they will make all the wallpapers you know they will make all the animated gifs, they will make all the um, uh, all the like viral shareable uh you know highly sticky um, sticky stuff, and then it it uh sort of uh, what it sort of travels it travels through in a viral fashion and, and we actually found this we had this experience on overthinking it in a particular way. Um, when we started our Facebook page, we uh, we discovered that um, we it, I mean it took off. It really we the page just blew up for some reason, and and we weren't quite sure why this was because the number. Uh, of likes we have exceeds what it ought to be given, given what we know about the, the traffic and influence of our site. So we're, we're bigger on Facebook than we are anywhere else. And, um, Why should this be? Well, it turns out if you own a page, uh, Facebook gives you like demographic information. You can really you can kind of drill down into into who it is and uh, and that is liking your page. And we discovered that the the largest demographic group uh, and geographic group was uh, teenage girls in Florida. And uh, <laughs> and this is this is completely on point for her, uh, Kitty, by the way. So Who's from
0: uh, Daytona Beach, yeah. Who, if I'm not who mistaken,
1: started right? her her career right at her her uh, career as a, a rapper or lyricist or producer or I mean, she's she's all these things. She started her career as a multi-hyphen musical artist, yeah, as a recording artist. Um, uh, as a teenage girl in Florida, right? And so um, it, it, I don't know if it's Florida specifically or if we just kind of lucked into that network. And so what was happening, the phenomenon that was taking place was that like people, I, I think that people were saying, Oh, I like uh, uh, – I'm going to do a teenage girl impression. I'm sorry. I don't mean this to be disparaging, uh, though it will be, I suppose. (laughs) I love overthinking it. Like, I'm so into overthinking it. Like, overthinking it. Like, I overthink everything, you know?
0: So wait, I want to just go and drill into your voice Um, because that voice that you were putting on is – very different. Like, let's actually. I, I might actually make you redo that in what we know about the actual voice of. Uh, can infer about the actual voice. Yeah, of that's actually, in Florida. Yeah, you know from, what that is uh, from from the work of Kitty, right? So, I think one of the things that really strikes you about um, uh, OK Cupid and is that at first, you know, you say that there's like this very um, intricate rhythmic sense, but the, on on first listen. You actually almost don't pick that up at all because the beat is um, much kind of slower and much more amorphous than um, a typical hip-hop uh, song, the kind of typical kind of boom-bap structure that is the backbone of a lot of, um, like, you know, classic hip-hop and is even there, at least throughout much of 90s hip-hop, is that this is a much more, you know, a much more uh, barely perceptible um uh, uh, bass thumps and then 16th note hi hats that are going throughout that and you feel like there's no you you don't really know where the the twos and fours are right sure. um, and then the uh, and, and her rapping it feels it, is conversational and again as you listen to it, it then you realize that there is in this conversational tone um a, a rhythmic uh, is rhythmic interplay with the beat um, in, in addition to to um, rhyme and flow and kind of every, you know anything that um, you know the the hallmarks um, you know, of of the musicality of, of hip hop but like the, the you really hear in this song and in all of the songs um, a, a manner of speaking and it's it 's a very distinctly not you know in some ways your kind of way of speaking was a very um, yeah, it was
1: a mid '90s Los Angeles kind of Valley Girl sort of voice, right? It was, Rather,
0: it was, it was yeah, yeah, it was, right. pre, pre, it was, it was proto hyam right? And I imagine <laughs> the Hiem sisters who we talked about in last week's episode um, don't speak in that way either, right? Um, and, no, well, least,
1: it's, it's sort of it's sort of outdated, but like, okay, so what do we know about? Um, what? So what do we know about the way teenage girls speak today? And actually, there's, there's actually, you know. Um, by the way, I, uh, this is, this is a total rat hole, but I found a Twitter, uh, through a, a retweet by a former TFT or, you know, once in future, I should say TFT guest poster podcaster, cognac, whose Twitter is like mm. cognac. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, she retweeted, um, uh, the <laughs> New York Times is on it, right? Which, uh, which is a Twitter that, that tweets out articles from the New York Times uh, that are trend pieces mm, for yeah, stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. that like yeah. came and went 18 months ago. <laughs>
0: right. And, right. And, or things that are not actual trends, right? right. These fabricated trends.
1: The, and like, you know, boom, the Times is on it. Uh, but, you know, the Times was on it about a year ago with a lot of stuff about. Uh, uh, about the way uh, teenage and twenty-something uh, uh, girls and women talk, um, because uh, uh, the, because they tend to be vocal trendsetters, and as goes uh, uh, d- as goes that demographic, so goes the rest of the country. You know, with a half dozen year lag or something like that, and you you see a lot of stuff um, that actually kind of originated in that Valley Girl. Uh, d- uh, dialect like, um, oh, well, like the use of like, you know, uh, uh, non, uh, non, what non adverbially, um, or, that's, or that's
0: crazy to me. It's just amazing to think about how something like that can just appear in, in usage and then become a involuntary verbal tick. Right, uh, because I, I am a like, well, as I, I say, I say like and up a lot. But if you're listening to this podcast, you know that um, you really know that, and it's crazy because this is something that roots itself into um, you know some of the deepest parts of uh, of of the kind of brain. Uh, you know the, the cognitive verbal complex, right? That if this is a a a lean thing that you are you are uh, reaching on when communicating verbally, you know that's I would guess, and I you know I don't know a lot about kind of this mind and and uh, about the kind of psychology or cognition of um, of speech, uh, but it, it strikes me that that is relatively uh, deep, and so the fact that this kind of this came from somewhere and then spread is 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 fascinating right um and you know that uh my you know that this is on the one hand these trends change but i would also guess that they change i mean there is decay over time in any given individual but as you're saying they also change generationally and so that there's um a really kind of complex set of, you know, social, psychological mechanisms that are at play um, that start with, you know, I imagine small-scale experimentation, but then become things that not only spread, but then become ingrained. Uh, and, and that's that's actually really fascinating.
1: So the, the, uh, the current trend, I mean, rather than, we've had up-talk, right, which is, or uh, the, uh, kind of like up-glides, you know, mm-hmm. up-glides on the end of sentences or phrases. I think I know.
0: I think I know what you're talking about.
1: Yeah. Um yeah. where you can go up? Uh at the end of sentence. I can go
0: I can go up. I
1: can go up. <laughs> uh yeah, not, I'm not quite sure whether that was a statement or a question
0: in this <laughs> exactly. In this, exactly. <laughs>
1: in this rubric. Um and uh uh you know like uh was another one certain slang, certain slang words. Um the one that seems to be uh uh the one that seems to be current now and i you know i not that the plural of anecdote is data but i i see it a lot um you know i taught uh, uh college actors you know a, a few years ago and um uh just out in the world you see this is is the phenomenon of vocal fry which is when you go to the kind of most relaxed kind of creaky Sound of your vocal, uh, you know, in your vocal register, um, yeah. uh, and it and you know, it, what happens is it usually happens, you know, like at the end of a phrase, and it's not like it doesn't have pitch or, um, yeah, I'm just really, and then you know, and I'm, 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 I think, though,
0: I think that I'm that doing the someone's, I'm doing someone's a bit too high.
1: Sorry, I'm doing someone yeah, specific slight. that I'm doing the vocal pattern of someone specific uh, that I know hmm. that I have in mind who I won't call out, but um, uh, uh yeah, so that so that this is the one, and uh, you know, and so so the 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 phrasing is a little more kind of laconic, right, and and a little mm-hmm. more like um, yeah. so it would be like, oh, I'm so I'm totally I'm totally into overthinking it. I'm gonna like overthinking it instead of the you know instead of the um uh, the Valley girl talk I was doing before. Right. And, but, uh, but the, but the- Although
0: I think that, I mean, just to keep parsing into this, I think that, uh, and, uh, I'm going to just gonna keep making you repeat this lie till we, till we get it, uh, till we get it right. Um, I think that the other thing though, is that like your way of, of saying that had a little bit more, um, like a little more sarcasm in it than- Expected right. So, in addition to kind of tone uh, and 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 accent and and in various patterns of speech, I think there's also that, well, the meaning that's conveyed with that. And I, you know, and in a lot of Kitty's work, you know, both in the rapping and in, in the speaking that kind of happens um, before the rapping, um, there is this, you know, it, it it's what's a little bit in it, it maybe and. Or a cousin of what um, Overthinking it writer uh, Mapilinki termed irony um, uh, was that that earnest irony uh, because like your kind of I re- your last rendition of I really like Overthinking it had a little more kind of verbal irony or sarcasm um, in it that you know that was just that was not totally meaning that and I, I think that in in Kitty there's a lot of kind of deliberately meaning. Stupid things, right? And kind of an awareness of um, well, this right. One of her uh, EPs is called "Ha Ha." I'm sorry. Uh, and, uh, and 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 uh, you know, um, well,
1: we got we're, we're like three rat holes deep now, and we got to We got to like, yeah, zoom
0: we Look, look, this is one of these things where all of a sudden all three rat holes will, will align, and we will rocket our way out of it uh, at, at warp speed. So we so, got uh, we got
1: a, we got we were a, My point is, we were a beneficiary of the network effect of the like mm-hmm. the the teenage and young woman network effect. Uh, you know, that makes um that makes this demographic, you know, I don't know, some of the most sought-after fans. Um
0: could I mean so this kind of came up both and I just want to kind of I had a follow-up question when you brought this up, and then it came up again when you were talking about linguistics. Um what is known? I mean, does does your friend know anything about why this is the case, or are there theories about why this is the case um, that are or is is it just kind of known that this is where to keep one's eye, uh, and this is where you know the you know the generation of these kind of sticky memes comes from? But we don't really know why or how, and it can't be you know it's like you know conjuring uh, we we you know what, it's like what we know about the origins of biological life, right? That we we know that like largely where to look and largely th- theoretical what you know should happen but we can't really create it uh synthetically in the lab right there's a, there's there's some kind of core like Authenticity uh, interaction um, that that or like so. What's your sense? Is, do we know and can it be fabricated? Or well, it's so. I mean, there there are, a couple, on, on there are a
1: couple of there are a couple of related questions. It's like why? Yeah, why is this demographic? I, I would say that there there. I, I uh, God, how can I hedge this so that I'm not um, so that I'm not saying something <laughs> capable of being proved wrong, uh, which must be a trick in in um, scholarship. Um, I
0: will just go ahead and say like, I think that what you do is you frame it as a hypothesis. Yeah, and then I, that- let me put it this mm-hmm. way.
1: I would not be surprised if the phenomena were related, um, of, uh, of, you know, uh, uh, teenage and, uh, young adult women fans, um, being uh, the same as uh, the people who are kind of the the uh, linguistic vanguard or the, the the sort of vocal vanguard right i mean in in linguistic trends and in uh, in cultural trends, you see the young leading the old, and uh, in the linguistic trends anyway the, it, it is uh, uh, it was said by one of the the linguists in in this New York Times piece from uh, February uh, two thousand and twelve because the Times is on it. Um, it was said that that uh, that the young women lead the young men by about half a generation in terms of mm. of um, in terms of what they are, and there was actually an interesting kind of social uh, Uh, Social analysis of like uh, of like uh, the use of like or up talk being considered being considered insecure or undesirable that being a manifestation actually not of anything that is true in an absolute sense. But that is uh, but rather as a manifestation of sexism because it's associated with Mm -hmm. young women. Um, It's considered an undesirable. Uh, an undesirable uh, characteristic in in speech and not you know not serious and not forthright, and not a lot of the things that that uh, are sort of privileged terms in in the dichotomies of you know male female and and passive active and and uh, dominant subservient and and mm-hmm. things like this um, i wouldn 't be surprised if these trends if these trends were related and you know i don 't know one thing I can um, one thing I can say is that there is a – in adolescence, there is this, this sense that happens of sort of image curation, right, and, and uh, of, of sort of defining yourself by what you like and, and actually more importantly for adolescence a lot of the time, like what you don't like, right, um, what you're not right. into, you know, I am into Mudhoney and Soundgarden. I am not into Tori Amos and Annie DeFranco and you know whiny rockers like the Counting Crows and and you know coffee house rock and crap like that. Right? Um, right. I it, just as an example from my own uh, early adolescence. Um,
0: Although you were the you were the uh, residual category. No, yeah, I was the other way. I was. I <laughs> you got, were the I, opposite I, of that, right? <laughs>
1: Yeah no 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 I, the 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 uh, uh, so many so many emos so little time you know um, we
0: but, have all the time in the world <laughs> but, but I, I want to stay wait, I want to stay on this no, no 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 I'm no, sorry something... I'm pushing I'm pushing yeah, go, go okay, I'm
1: pushing through and and I I wonder if there isn't something like we know we know that the the kind of social sense that teenage girls have. Um, exceeds by orders of magnitude in its in its sensitivity, in its nuance, in its capability for perception, um, in its potential cruelty. Uh, we know that that um, the this social sense among young women exceeds that of of young men by by orders of magnitude. Um, mm. And, uh, you know, it plays out in, in every, in every area. And, and the hypothesis that, that I think might account for, for these phenomena is that th- this is an example. These are specific cases of that larger phenomenon of kind of identity curation and social triangulation, um, that, you know, uh, that has to do with with i mean what's the what's the you know the innovation of tumblr right it's reblogging you know it's it's you know co-signing right it's a, it's putting your hand up and saying kind of yeah me too and kind of uh disseminating and by disseminating associating yourself with um certain uh certain um artifacts of cultural production like like audio and and images and and you know stuff like this um
0: yes well and and i think that uh, and i think that this also relates to i i think part of how this relates to the uh linguistic um mention that you're you're talking about is that you know if there is a kind of disempowering element to um to speaking in a certain way and, and that that speaking in a in, in a certain way um you know is associated with um certain uh you know gender and age categories that you know collectively are an an outgroup or is, that is not serious right that that you know just speaking in a certain way disqualifies oneself from speaking i mean one thing that um You know the the this current wave of of social media technologies allows, and so that includes you know um, that that includes Tumblr, Twitter, um, uh, YouTube, uh, Bandcamp, um, and uh, and and I feel like there's another one I was going to say uh, Instagram. um, that, That you know, in some ways, this this relates to this is that. You know there is a way to have voice in these uh, in these media and 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 social you know engage in this kind of acumen of um you know, uh, of of social production and social curation and management, um, but at, at ways that you know in terms of the number of relationships um, that can be managed and the kind of geographical scope of them um, expands uh, rapidly, right? And so that you have. In some ways, in part, you know, the demand for the use of this technology in this way is, um, you know, shaped by exclusion at a um, kind of a localized level. And then, like, the, you know, it's, it's sort of all of... Um, you know, it, it almost comes back to a um, a lord type sentiment of like, you know, what it, what it means when Lord says, um, "I can be your queen bee," right? That you know, all all the world's a high school now, um, and that uh, and, and that you know, by kind of excluding, you know, certain voices in in kind of localized context, then you know the the then all of. Um, you know, all of, of, of social media, all of the internet, is um, you know able to be you know possibly used and 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 curated for this type of engagement with you know with peers and with kind of other with you know artists themselves. And again, I think we see this a lot in um, in in a lot of kitties. So- As well Um, Even you know That uh, And we can We can move to other ones If uh, If we're interested in it But um, you know We can even stay on Cupid That also is about Kind of Right um, I mean it starts with Um uh, other than uh, her telling her brother to get out of her room, um, the first rap lyric is "Once upon a time, I spied you, right?" And that is, a, and there's this idea of surveillance um, and the desire to actually speak in person um, versus kind of through these many more um, mediated um, uh, forms uh, is is there uh, you know, throughout that? And you know, there's there's a lot of discourse even around around stalking, around anonymity. Um, and desire that are, that kind of runs through um, a lot of Kitty's songs that I think maybe ties together some of the, these two the, these uh, streams that we've been discussing.
1: Yeah, um, I mean the the idea of like cyber stalking or the idea of. Uh you know uh facebook or things like this enabling uh enabling a certain kind of surveillance but a certain kind of opt-in surveillance right it's a it's a it's a very interesting set of uh interoperating dynamics um you know at play here uh the the uh and a lot of it is is um is standard sort of teenage crush stuff right like not going steady but babe I planned our wedding already you know like or writing writing names on the on the notebook uh you know writing writing your name <laughs> writing you know kitty pride whatever uh <laughs> right like um on the notebook well, right
0: but then at the same time um, you know the again the other the other couplet which you alluded to in the, at the top of the show was the lordy shorty you are at 10 and i wake for your wait for your drunk dials at 3:30 a.m. and i mean obviously you know you know uh, high school students drink you know no uh, shock surprise but you know the, that's there as well right that that you know it, there's this kind of combination of this more you know like binders uh, you know, trapper keepers and uh, drunk dials are adjacent to one another. Sure, right, and and so there's this kind of, you know, there there's a interplay of maturity um, and and immaturity that are that are side by side. Um,
1: right, and a kind, yeah, a sort of blasé attitude about you know about certain things, and a kind of like suburban nihilism. Uh, <laughs> That you know that has to do with like irresponsible drug use and I mean there's a lot of stuff like uh you know, a lot of like, Adderall yeah a lot exactly snorting uh... snorting snortin adderall um or like you know white's red, iris is brown, and your eyes wide uh you apologize to me when I see you do a line, but like i'm open minded and it's fine i don't do that shit, but I don't really mind it um i i God, I really like. God, I really like these lyrics. Uh...
0: <laughs> I have another one that kind of relates to some of this. It's from um, the song uh, "Reem" uh, on her uh, um, uh, what is it called? "Daisy Rage" uh, EP, uh, and the starting couplet in that is. I'm a little, I'm a little nipsy hustle plus a little pixie dust. I piss all on your bike, so I like to see your fixie rust. Um, and so <laughs> Nipsey hustle is a, uh, is an A-based rapper. And so there's this like in that couplet, it's, it's a really great kind of statement of purpose. Is that I am going to rhyme well. I am a cute little girl and um and then she rhymes pixie dust with with fixie rust uh and and there's a, like there's like a, a lot of piss all throughout all these songs yeah yeah uh and and a lot of them right and this whole song is about um is, is about uh, anxiety rashes, right? Uh, and so, uh, and 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 the chorus is uh, stress stress rash rules everything around me. Um, getting br- drowsy, Benadryl, bena, bena y'all, right? Which is a, <laughs> uh, a, a quote of the uh, um, of of, of Wu Tang Clan's uh, classic "Cream," and even then, the second um, like the second verse. Um, is also an echo of um, of of one of the famous verses in Cream. I grew up on. She says I grew up on the shy side, the free Wi-Fi side, the OCD side, um, and that that's a quote to I grew up on the crime side, the New York Times side. Staying alive was no jive. Um, from, uh, from 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 Wu Tang's Cl- Cream. Right? So there's a lot of this. I think this song itself. Even I
1: mean, is- even like Lordy Shorty, you're a ten. Is you know is a reference and like yeah the the amount of like strong misreading of the tradition in these lyrics is is really remarkable.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and, and I think that that's that's right that you, that there's a and I think that that's one of the thing that that comes out is a tremendous um, amount of engagement with you know you know with the the you know the canon the hip hop canon. Um, uh in in terms of you know great great rappers and kind of obviously kind of studying both um songs and being able to both, you know, quote referentially, uh, but then also kind of understanding the mechanics of, of flow and deploying them um, flexibly, but then also engagement with other elements of um, of pop culture in the same kind of way, right, well, so, so that Yeah, so, but also um, like I was, I mean, I was going to mention the um, Give Me Scabies, which, is, which has the uh, Call Me Maybe sample, and then also the Justin Bieber song, right, so that there's it's kind of equal parts engagement with kind of you know, classics of of you know, especially kind of an underground sensibility, um, hip hop, a kind of a D- DIY side of hip hop, um, and um, and then and then pop, extremely like teen-oriented, mass-produced, right? So that you know the you know it's that. You know, basically, Kitty takes that line that we've been sketching out and turns it into this hip hop Ouroboros, right? Um, that she makes the kind of mass produced pop side of the um snake eat the you know, eat the uh, eat the DIY laptop side, right? And that they all kind of um are part of this um, this this never ending uh circle, right?
1: Also, like uh, uh, Frank Ocean gets name checked in uh. Mm -hmm. In um, OK Cupid, as well as like a shout out to to uh, like Odd Future or mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, Creation and stuff, uh, you know. Well,
0: Creation was was less of a shout out and more of a no. Diss. Yeah,
1: that's not a right. It's a, a sort of dis um, about how yeah <laughs> how we'll go on. Yeah. Florida is a lot harder than uh, uh, than Oakland or Los Angeles or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so like, uh, so like, uh, the, it's, I mean, but these things are like really contemporary, right? Like the, the, uh, Oh, I you know I don't know. Yeah, it, it seems very very engaging. And the thing that I want to um, connect this to is the the pitchfork review of Lord, which talked about the various the, the aspects of bricolage and the various appropriations, or not even just sort of appropriations, but the various um, the unself consciousness about uh, a great wide range of influence, right? And the idea that. You know the idea that for for a consumer of these cultural artifacts they 're all just posts on Tumblr. you know what I mean, and that the mm. the the juxtapositions are not sort of a weird politicals or, or like a i don 't mean weird i mean um uh, are not a sort of uh, path breaking or uh, uh, you know political Kind of statement they are—they're just the the state of the world now. When Mm. when everything everything is just a Tumblr post, right? Everything is is reblogged, you know.
0: Well, this is actually really important. It comes back to what you were saying of when we were. uh, It it both relates to what you were just saying and um, part of what I just covered uh in my Overthinking It post uh, on Lord uh the, the one up on Overthinking It earlier this week, that when we were in high school, what you liked was a big political statement, right? It was tantamount to a kind of, you know, what side of the aisle you sit on in Congress, right? Um and that and that um there was some permeability um in but but it was it was relatively you know that that kind of taste and click uh really Um, aligned in certain ways and, and, you know, even within subsets, you know, that who you – what you liked signaled, you know, who you were and who you could hang out with. Um, And and obviously the causation also went went that other way is that you adopted, you know, the the tastes, you know, in some ways in middle school – the crowd that I liked hung out with liked classic rock, right? The guy, for whatever reason I was I was in the you know, and I kind of I, I moved social circles a bit throughout middle school and high school, but there was definitely a core time. Um, you know, I, I really thought you know this is like the big thing um, when going from elementary school to middle school. Elementary school really musical radar at all, and then. You know, once you go to middle school, um, a number of things happen, right? Often, middle schools are larger than elementary schools, um, and then puberty is, you know, starting to get underway. Um, and I think for all these things, right, there are larger clicks uh, and and a larger you know and more kind of autonomy over kind of self and engagement with with, uh with 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 media and so you know there there kind of was this you know first set of decisions of what do i like and so i was definitely a one of the classic rock guys who kind of uh you know sat around and talking about led zeppelin songs um and 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 the doors um and 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 i think that um what you're what you're pointing out is really is really right that a lot of those distinctions are breaking down and i think you see that uh, as we've been saying throughout kitty but you also see this um and again i feel like You know, Lord. I I feel like we will talk about Lord in every single episode of this iteration. Like, you'll know when we've like kind of changed gears uh, on this iteration of TFT when we stop talking about Lord, (laughs) right? Um, uh, But it's it's be like the kind of central preoccupation that we're going to keep coming back to. But I think that Lord is a good example of this um, as well, because you know, even though the you know the references that she's got the. uh, the most uh, The most The most attention for are um, The ones uh, about um, About hip hop She also gives a shout out to um, The uh, the indie rock uh, Song um, Lover Spit By the band uh, Broken Social Scene um, On uh, On ribs Right uh, she says um, Lover Spit is on repeat um, Right and so that you know this is an album Where kind of and again um, You know I, I don't view the the, um, the laundry list of luxury brands and royals to be a pure diss in the same way that a lot of other commentators do. So I see this as an and you know an engagement with you know um, ASAP Rocky and um, and broken social scene happening kind of contemporaneously, right? And I think that again you know it's hard to know whether. Um, t- you know, and there's uh, again the causation is kind of complex. That both Tumblr kind of creates the space for this, and then is this uh, success is a reflection of something that's happening in the col- culture and this movement towards kind of bricolage, and they kind of they just reinforce each other over and over again, right? And so that um, yeah, so that this kind of acceptability of taste and identity kind of fits with also a certain state of play in the social sphere as well.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh it's it's non-oriented you know it's it's non-oriented uh sexuality hmm. taken into the 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 musical sphere i guess well
0: i mean that's an interesting question right so that's an interesting point um and for those who are um not not devotees not a, a tft completist but um non-oriented uh sexuality um was a concept that we coined with reference t- uh to glee it, it was, was right? yeah i think right um, and specifically about the
1: um, Britney, it was the Britney-Santana relationship, I think, Exactly,
0: right? at least the early stages of the Britney-Santana relationship, where then Glee, I believe, um, and this was around the time when I kind of um, was falling off of that uh, oh God, show. They but still I make, they still they still then make that fucking thing? That, they, they, they actually started to orient that that relationship at some point, but this is a there was, you know, um, you know, that that there was a general sense of, you know, not even, you know, bisexuality um, or, or homosexuality, but just a set, you know, sexual activity without orientation, right? And that this is a set of things. And then we saw this um, in, and developed this also with respect to some elements um, of Massive Girl as well. And so I think that, I mean, this kind of non-oriented culture or non-oriented social structure I mean again, I think there raises a question of which which comes first you know the which comes f- first um, the, uh, the 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 tumbler or the sweet lady kisses right <laughs> uh, which I believe is how they were referred to um, in, uh, in glee uh, in that episode
1: um, Yeah. So so, I mean, this is and I think this is socially like I would call this out as being sort of a progressive trend. And I think it's probably easier to overstate because I'm sure being a teenager is still hell as it as it always has been and always will be. But uh uh I, I would call this a, a, a progressive trend, the, the ability, at least in adolescence, to experiment with different kinds of music, you know, mm. and to sort of broaden one's horizons without it necessarily becoming a uh w- without it necessarily becoming a, a political uh thing, right? Without it necessarily becoming uh, a necessary marker of group identification. Um in the same way that that uh, you know, I don't know Chuck Bass can easily say, "You think that's the first time I've I've kissed a man?" You know, uh, in Gossip Girl, and uh, you know, it's not it, it's not that he's gay; it's that he's Chuck Bass. You know,
0: right? Well, I think that that's an interesting question. There's, and I think that raises a lot of interesting questions because in Gossip Girl, right? I think this gets back to kind of uh, dimensions of like. Power and uh, disempowerment that we were talking about uh, before—that you know that Chuck Bass uh, is able to do this, or Blair Waldorf is able to do this—in part because they are many—you know—they are royals, right? That um, that they, um, in in a sense of at least within this social structure, right, they have um, a certain amount of power and. and 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 kind of a legitimate use of this. Right, right? They, they don't
1: have are, the, they don't have the slave morality, right? They don't have exa- the like
0: exactly. And they and um, they are they are rulers, and they kind of provide certain amounts of social order. Um, and there's you know we talked talked you know endlessly about kind of dimensions of power and legitimacy um, in, uh, in 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 Gossip Girl. But yeah, at a certain point, they are specialists in in social violence, right? And and I think that you know one implication of, and, you know, ultimately any, um, you know, any kind of um, in high school, you know, the, I'm thinking now of my my public high school that, you know, was a lot, had a much different social structure, um, than, uh, than Gossip Girl, but it was much more like, um, you know, Somali warlords in the cafeteria, right? That there were more kind of you know, more specialists in violence right as I think about the landscape of clicks that you still have part of what um, kind of hierarchy and kind of segmentation of the of, of cl- into clicks defined by whatever arbitrary marker uh, does is provide um, a fair amount of, of clarity and I think the so if there's a downside or a risk um, of uh and a kind of counter progressive uh trend towards this um the the kind of freedom that you are describing is that you know that that actually then creates so um in some ways when the choices were um, much fewer, you kind of decide which lord you're the vassal uh, 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 of and you align yourself um and then maybe you you find ways to make a play um or you know become um a lord uh, a lordling yourself um but ultimately you know, the, that the landscape is is relatively fixed um but you know in some ways the type of um almost you know, social cultural anarchy that you're describing has the risk of you know, kind of creating this condition of universal precarity of 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 always being vulnerable and always having to be cure- image, um and marketing yourself uh, and 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 kind of creating the that a meaningful uh, um, brico- bricolage and relating that to your peers and to the outside world. Um, and, and that you are kind of surviving on your own. And that actually does not allow for, if you are, um, you know, I think one point that's made, again, I've cited all of these billion times, I mean, all the kind of works that are around the concept of specialists in violence. Um, but I, I think another work that does this is, um, makes the point that I'm about to make, uh, is uh, Prosperity and Violence by Robert, uh, Robert Bates, um, who argues that one thing that you know, by having to control violence yourself, and again, it's talked about this in the context of, of state formation or pre state societies, is that you have less time to do other productive activities. Um, and when you kind of allow someone else to do some of that, you are able to. Um, you know, expand your capabilities into other into other realms, and and so I think that if there's a counter progressive trend, it's that you know everyone, it's a, a um there's there's kind of a casualization of um, of social labor, right? Of, that, well, that, of taste um, of taste making, right? Of taste making, yeah, exactly. And so it's that you know, in fact, yes, you get to assemble your taste and your persona but then the the flip side of that is you have to right and there's so much more you have to do um you know just that the endless regimen of managing all of the social media sites um and i mean here's like an interesting just as again taking it back to the um the core topic If you look at um rap genius um and and i I
1: please don't look at rap genius
0: um, no, do no, do. So I think, um, and I, I just don't yeah, click well, on any
1: it. banner ads while you're there.
0: Exactly. Um, go to, go to genius. Look at what I'm pointing out. And then click on like 10 banner ads on overthinking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no,
1: I and, can't, I can't ask you to do that or I'll get in trouble with Google, but yeah, fair enough. Oh
0: really? You gotta ask that?
1: Yeah, um, no, you can't, you can't, uh, you can't entice people to, uh, you. yeah.
0: Um anyhow, the point is is that I think what's really interesting about um, rap genius if you look at any of Kitty's songs and we'll, um the lyrics to a few of the kitty uh, songs that we uh, discussed um in this in this episode that she is so um on on uh on on, on rap genius, yellow links um are are community created and green links are ones um that are provided by the artist and um on all of the um, Kitty songs that I've seen on Rap Genius, and there's a number of them are on there. Um, she's uh, she's has a presence in kind of clarifying the meaning, right? And so that this is, and this is the thing that that's um, you know that you can see in Kitty's social media pro, um, uh, uh, social media presence, um, and in some of the songs themselves, that there's uh, this constant engagement in managing um these various fora right um and so and that's 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 work i mean that is that's pr work right and um at least the way that it looks right now that along with all the rest of this is also very diy um and so there's so there is freedom here but it's um you know at a you know at a potential cost of i think there's a real question of whether that is actually empowering or it's or it's um a burden so that you know, the people, you know, that there's a kind of, you know, the only people who really can benefit from this are the chuck basses of the world and anyone else, you know, is just becomes a, um, a, a cultural subsistence farmer, basically.
1: Yeah. Um, I, you know, the, the term, and once again, the, the New York times is on it. Um, Uh, The the term success theater was the one that uh, I found very—I found sort of very interesting and kind of amusing uh, when it was used in a a New York Times blog post um, uh, to describe Facebook, to describe the kind of, you know, tedious and— is uh, uh, sort of tedious and sort of soul-destroying, tending of one's public image, you know, identity curation and, and kind of micro-PR for this existential version of yourself that doesn't actually exist except, like, performatively through Facebook. Um, I
0: think this is an interesting question, right? So, in some ways, though, but what else is... For but if, if Facebook is for marketing <laughs> um and and any of these uh you know um you know that this kind of relates to um the saying um the adage what is that if if uh, if if you can't see a buyer or a seller you're the you're the thing being sold yeah right? if
1: or if you're not paying money for a service online yeah,
0: yeah, 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 exactly um and and I think then the question is. You know if these are ultimately related to media either through or re- related to advertising, related to marketing, um, either through through some combination of delivering ad content to you and using your information to um, to do this, like you know what it, what are productive ways to engage in this? I think this kind of circles back to to kitty um my, so I, guess well, my, like- I mean
1: my sus- my suspicion is that every social platform with its its unique sort of um unique rhetorical style based on the limitation the technological limitations and the sort of economic limitations right like uh, will uh will find an equilibrium at a particular rhetoric and facebook's happens to be su- success theater so is instagrams by the way um and you know the the the. So it's
0: not just the rich kids of Instagram. Is in fact um, the everybody. We're all rich kids of Instagram. We
1: are now. all just in the way. Like on Tumblr, uh, <laughs> that's. I mean, right. That's sort of interesting. Who are we all? You have to think about that. Like in in um, uh, in each thing on on uh, on Facebook, we are all. Um, oh, I I don't even know. We are all your annoying we are friend your
0: oversharing friend from high school yeah exactly
1: or like we are all your your uh person who's like you know, live blogging their vacation right um uh on instagram we are all rich kids of instagram on tumblr we are all style rookie you know right uh, right right and and what like that and so the the and it's it's so similar, i mean at Facebook's purchase of Instagram, I think was right on because of the rhetorical mode uh of both services i you know i think levels out at the same equilibrium um but uh but like so what is a i mean what is a what is a productive way to engage in in these things and i uh, honestly i gotta say I think that that uh kitty is has sort of has sort of hit on it right
0: yeah exactly i mean, and that um and and it's it's that means kind of and I think that that's an interesting point that like she is doing you know engaging in the kind of i mean there's there's a flip side of of I'm trying to think of if there's something else there's i feel like there's another way mode that is related to. Success theater, but is a bit more. So one thing for me about um, success theater is that there's relatively like low levels of reflexivity, Um, and then and so I think that in Kitty's usage, there's a much more reflexive success theater. Right, so it's like it's like Brechtian success theater. um and right and, uh, that that you know that you you can't kind of change that ball game but you can kind of um engage in these the, the, the you know these various modes of kind of alienation right um and that and- well I
1: mean I've called I, right I've called in the past for a sort of live journalization of Facebook where it's like uh, instead of like wow I just had the greatest foie gras, you know at the top of the patronus towers um, you know, uh, right, like, uh, while flying first class from whatever, you know, to to being like, wow, guys, you know, hey, Facebook friends, I'm just having a long, dark night of the soul here, and I, I wonder if I'm really uh, doing anything worthwhile on Earth, you know, because... Uh, Man, my life is so my life is so empty, and my relationships are superficial, and uh, and I'm typing but see, this into Facebook. Like this, this would be a much more interesting Facebook for me. Uh, I,
0: I think that though the I think that I think that, that does there are pockets of that in Facebook as well, um, and I feel like I think that what's interesting is that just presented in that way that kind of live journalization of um, Facebook would get um, kind of drawn into the hegemonic discourse of Facebook, right? That, it, that it's still what, like a post like that on Facebook as it is would, um, would, uh, would, would, uh, would, would basically just get incorporated into that. And so there the, the, the needs to be kind of more just out of left field kind of hybridization. So like something like, Like that, like, I mean, so like, I think a way to do that would be to kind of combine the two. Um, it would be basically a live journal entry with a, um, rich kids of Instagram photo. Um, and and I think something like that would start to break the discourse.
1: Taken Taking the G5 to St. Bart's. My God, if you think that my soul is not as empty as yours, you know, yeah. you are – you know, you yeah. have the wrong idea about the human yeah. condition. So like, yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. It's a longer form. I don't know if you've seen the uh, Twitter handle, um, Kim kierkegaard Kim <laughs> Um And uh, it, it, it's, it, that's exactly – I mean that – you know, Kim Kierkegaard Dashin is that in a hundred um forty character bursts. But I think that, you know, to, to to take something like that um in one's own personal brand um would do that. And I think there are other, you know, so I do think Kitty has found an equilibrium like that. And there are some other pockets of that that we may return to um through this uh semester. I think um hipster runoff is another one um that kind of really plays with this kind of Um, you know, tone and voice and kind of combines these um, in in ways, right, combines the discourses of a few of these different media in ways that kind of violate the rules of one another and kind of create these potential um, ruptures and spaces um, of of, of meaning. Um, But like right here and right now, we are all TFTers and we are all overthinkers. Um and so I think that, you know, obviously I think what we're finding on this one, especially I think we talked about this last week, um, in this iteration of TFT, uh because we are, you know, hopping from musical artists to musical artists, and you know, in some ways it is even more mediated um the internet in this way, you know, this is, is in some ways you know, the conversation keeps going. It's even less kind of episodic even than the largely kind of long-form TFT uh, was, uh, the TFT 1.0, which had kind of a set of overriding concerns, but was ultimately tied to the rhythms of um, television episode and television series. You know, again, we just have this, you know, much like, the um, the rhythmic space of the a, a Kitty kidney pride song you know this open space that we we you know um, that we that we punctuate uh, with uh, with with rhythms uh, with our kind of you know um, shape shifting rhythms um, so that's I think I mean that's it any parting thoughts on this week Matt uh,
1: well the 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 one thing I just want to make sure we don't drop this ball even if we can't take it up now um, but in our pre show conversation you had raised the point of you know what happens to Kitty when she has to make a When she has to make Mm. a uh, more commercial or a commercially produced album? And what happens to this sensibility when it's filtered through, uh, you know, when it's filtered through a more mainstream? Um, music production machine or a more corporate yeah. music production machine, and I think that's going to be an interesting that's going to be an interesting lab for for a lot of these ideas that we're uh, you know that we're uh, uh, hashing out here
0: um, absolutely and I, I think that we can kind of return to that um, I think there will be another kind of thing for the long Agenda but kind of medium term agenda uh, Will be to return to um, the rapper creation um, Who also I think is an interesting counterpoint to Kitty in a lot of ways um, And so I, and then there's a lot There will be a lot To this kind of discussion of, um, of Essentially moving you know Along the spectrum or kind of Along the you know Basically what happens when that Ouroboros in a dump right like uh, <laughs> um, you know uh you oh my know, god it's so- it's
1: the human centipede but of just one human
0: right right exactly <laughs> um, exactly um and and so i think that that is this question of you know what happens um
1: and, and- the, the other thought i wanted to uh to throw out which is something that you threw out last week um, was that you know we are sort of we 're back it 's been a bunch of episodes now we're we 're reasonably reliable um, uh, you know and uh, i don 't know like your like your two sensitive emo boyfriends we promise not to break your heart this time uh, <laughs> you know by going away um, and leaving you destitute and without our uh our weekly presence um, so uh we we 'd like to uh uh, reach out to an audience, uh, especially now that we're talking about stuff that's a little easier to consume in one fell swoop and, and might be a little more – might have a little broader appeal than uh, the television show Gossip Girl. Um, yeah. So, if well, I'm you...
0: definitely seeing this on, on Twitter as well. I mean I think we're actually – I'm seeing an uptick in some of the Twitter engagement and I actually don't have Twitter open right now, so I can't specifically um, give, give the specific shout uh, shouts out uh, to those of you who are tweeting about our music, uh, but uh, you know who you are and thank you
1: <laughs> we, so we are on we 're on twitter tft podcast we 're on facebook uh, also the Facebook page is called TFT podcast um, if you would uh, uh, you know uh, follow those that that would be awesome and I, I suppose that 's good, but even more important than that, um, if you have a friend uh, you know who you like to have this kind of conversation with the way Ryan and I like to have this kind of conversation would you share our show uh with mm-hmm. them uh the lord episode is a good one because everyone's you know everyone has heard lord um and it doesn't uh, or the Miley Cyrus episode uh, you know uh, Cyrus episode for something even more mainstream uh, at this point we we'd really appreciate it if you uh could like the you know like the adolescent girls of Tumblr um you know reach out and uh, I, I'm not soliciting fan art specifically, but if like I was
0: about to, yeah, I was about to explicitly. Um, if you want, solicit. if
1: you want to draw like Ryan and me astride a unicorn, you know, shitting rainbows or something like that, I, I mean, we wouldn't turn <laughs> that down. I mean, I'm not saying it would. I guess uh, for,
0: the, for that, like the 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 unicorn uh, would have to like shit rainbow and then be eating the rainbow as well, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> or maybe we're eating the rainbow. <laughs> Or the, the human, ra- the human know, rainbow. We
0: all, we're all eating the unicorn rainbow shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh the, you know,
1: we would be very grateful if you could, uh, if you could share this, um, and, and help us, help us reach out. Now, here's another one that we have not asked for, uh, at all on this show. Um, I think before. If if you can, uh, and if you subscribe to the show using iTunes, would you go to the podcast page uh, for this show in iTunes and leave a rating or, uh, or a review? Um, that helps surface us on iTunes. Uh, that activity is actually part of their calculation for where we... Uh, where we show up and uh, it would help bring more people, uh, bring more people to the show because we're, we're serious about uh, we're serious about doing it. And honestly, one of the things that um, uh, I, this sounds selfish, but one of the things that uh, energizes us to do the show is the sense that we're not just talking into the void at right. one another uh, and that there is kind of, we're energizing a community and engaging a community out there of like minded people um you know who who uh, and that this community can can begin to uh, can be in, begin to interact together so um, uh, help us make that happen and and we truly appreciate it and I think we lost Ryan again
0: Ryan. yeah uh, I, I I agree completely and okay. I think that hopefully you know again this subject uh, matter is helping us did I cut out
1: Yeah, a a little bit, but it's okay. Bring it home, baby.
0: Uh, Yeah, uh, I I, I agree. So um, contact us on social media, share us with a friend, and um, come on back uh, next week, and we'll have another episode of TFT. Thanks, guys.